0: Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening. And ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for some football? Hank not the Hank Williams version yeah that's kinda where I was going. don't step on my toes
1: <laughs> look we Jesus. here we here on the kickoff will be very much in gimmick infringement,
0: and you know it, damn it anyway, I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Unfortunately, Hank Williams Jr. will not be joining us for this season, much like he won't be joining ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast. However, the usual cast of characters for the kickoff is here tonight, including the voice you've already heard, the anchorman, Eric Watkins.
1: Stay classy, W2M, and learn how to fucking tackle, Navy.
0: I tried to warn you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Don't, don't, don't rub it in. All that betting on Bovada for no damn reason—fifty-five to three. Y'all should be disgraced. Go Army.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I, I, I still root for Navy. Come, come. Is that game still happening? That game better still fucking happen. They've already
1: said if there was any game that was going to happen in the fall, it's going to be Army Navy. So
0: lock that in sweet. The unprofessional Jason
2: Teasley, who I believe is playing Pokemon Go. I am not playing Pokemon Go. I am reading about uh, the fact that Wolverine has a new arch nemesis because Sabretooth doesn't exist. So he's going
0: comic books instead. Fictional characters all the same. I was close. And there is Randy Isbell. I'll say this
3: once. And only now, because it's the only time I'll be able to say it. The Jets are tied for first.
0: Not after this Sunday, you won't be. Nope. Well, he he said, (laughs) I mean.
3: No, they will not.
0: Well,
1: he said that that this will be the only time he'll say it. I'm not even going to have any faith for uh, the Jaguars because we've got 16 games to go, and that means I have 17 weeks to try to make a case for why Trevor Lawrence shouldn't run away screaming from here. Wish me luck.
0: All right, so this will not be your traditional week one episode of the kickoff. We have playoff predictions to get to. We have award predictions to make. We have discussions to have in regards to our actual week one predictions. However, starting next week, our normal format to the kickoff returns. We will go back to opening with studs and duds. We will have so that happened. We will be serious later in the show. We will land on our survivor picks. I've got a question for these guys. And, Eric, I'm making an executive decision. Okay... Given the fact that Get It Together was kind of sketchy last year and kind of hit and miss anyway, I'm bringing back my favorite segment from last year.
1: Stepped in McAdoo-Doo? We're pouring
0: one out for the homers. Oh, close enough. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for you, it's one and the same, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Remember when I announced that you wouldn't hear me sober or doing this podcast for the next six months? It's already starting, and my edibles are going to be coming on
0: Saturday. Hmm. Uh, Randy, as the new guy on campus, do you need an explanation for Pour One Out for the Homers, or is it pretty self-explanatory?
3: I, 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 I will figure it out, I'm sure. But if you want to explain it to our new listeners, that's fine. And I'll pretend like I knew.
0: <laughs> Pour one out for the home. One of my favorite segments throughout the course of the show is where we talk about our favorite teams. Eric discusses Jacksonville and the Miami Hurricanes. Jason discusses the Giants in West Virginia. I talk about the Bills and the Gators and occasionally the Nittany Lions. And you will be able to discuss the Jets and whatever college team you happen to so choose right. to discuss.
3: Well, unfortunately WSU doesn't play this fall, so I'll just talk about the Jets over and over.
0: that will be
2: fine. They're well, just... probably they're probably equivalent to a college team this year, so
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, our previous co-host didn't have a college team either, so you know, the more things change, the more yeah. they
3: say, the same. It's not my fault. COVID.
0: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but here's
1: the thing though. He don't this guy doesn't entirely spend his time crusading and abhorrently ripping the college football playoff. He just does it moderately, which is okay. All in hey, moderation, Eric. except in my case. Hey, Eric. Hmm? New d- news desk is open. Well, as I left my podium at home, I am going to ad hoc this. Well, starting on some brief good news, there's been a surprising good amount of- Good news, everybody! Good news, everyone! I only slightly hate the Los Angeles Rams! Yes, yes, uh, Ramsay, Ramsey, he got his extension, so did Nuke. You've had a few guys really fattening their wallets over the last week or two which I'm glad about, and only a teeny, teeny bit bitter and heartbroken and trying
0: to get drunk to forget.
2: No, no, no big
0: deal whatsoever. I have a little bit of news in that regard as well, as up until the extension was reached for Jalen Ramsey, very briefly, Tredavious White became the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL.
1: and not to mention Deshaun Watson, he got paid paid. Good for him on that extension, but you're still a Houston Texan.
0: Yeah, still got Bill O'Brien coaching you, buddy. Sorry about that. At least for now. <laughs> At least for this season. <clears throat> we think Uh Jason, out of all of the um out of all of the contract extensions, which one do you think matters the most?
2: Uh Hopkins, uh, because, I mean, that's going to put him with Kyler Murray for a very long time and be a very profitable um, outcome in Arizona. Randy, same question.
3: Uh, mine would be Watson, not just for the for all these other quarterbacks that think they're elite, um, Dak Prescott. Uh, they now have a number that they can use for their teams, because they weren't going to use the Mahomes number.
0: I mean, to be fair, it's it's funny that Prescott thinks he's going to get forty million a season, regardless.
1: Not to mention, no, ab- who who in their right mind? but that's the number be. he's going to ask for. Yeah, and not to mention who in the right mind is even going to ask for the Mahomes number? Huh. Turn your
0: damn camera on, Eric! Quit cutting people off. Hmm. I thought my camera was on. Negative squirrel, sir. Okay. Anywho, um. Personally, I want to say Tredavious just because he's been the cornerstone of the Bills defense ever since Kyle Williams retired two seasons ago. Realistically, I have to agree with Jason and DeAndre Hopkins because Hopkins gives Murray a wide receiver one for his formative years in Arizona and makes Murray that much better by by proxy almost. Eric, same question. Who do you think out of the most recent extensions plays the biggest difference?
1: Honestly, I'm going to have to agree with Randy and go with a Watson contract because even though Nuke is going to be paired in what is going to be a fantastic developing offense under Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, that deal is still going to be pretty friendly and there's going to be pieces to be built around. However, if there are indeed significant changes, coach, general manager, whatever going on in Houston... It's all going to be built around Deshaun Watson. So that's going to be really the key piece in a lot of hiring decisions, if and when the time comes.
0: All right, one other major piece of news to touch on at the news desk here. Um, Jason, we talked about the fact that Daniel Snyder's bad for Washington, but good for the rest of the NFC East. He may not be good for the rest of the NFC East much longer.
2: Uh, He's still, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not idealistic. I think they're going to try to, I think you're going to see them try to pull something due to the bait, the the recent controversy. But uh, I was looking at something recently. Um, It was actually something you guys, one of you guys shared. It was the top NFL owners. Uh, and I went through and I started researching over half the league. The owners inherited teams. Didn't purchase them. They inherited them. Meaning it goes back to what I said before the old boys club. Mm-hmm. You, you, you are going to have to have a majority of owners to vote him out. Without that, you're not going to see a change. All right. So what
3: you.
2: The the old boys club, I don't think you'll see a change. Do I think he goes past this season? No, but I don't think any changes are made this season.
0: Well, yeah, you you just raised the point of the old boys club. We've talked about that several times over the last couple of weeks in regards to Snyder's ownership of the Washington football team. Eric, you got to really fuck up to lose a franchise in the NFL. And with the story, I send it to you because Snyder really fucked up. Okay, well,
1: first of all, we already discussed, as you mentioned, his penchant for custom videos. To where, if you're like me and you're into certain parts of the internet, it's a lot easier and a lot cheaper. They'll cost you maybe a couple hundred, but not a couple billion. But I digress. Now it's come to light in further reporting and television appearances that not only have multiple women stepped up and personally pointed the responsibility towards him for the toxic workplace culture, but you have now almost two dozen employees that are basically saying, along with the minority owners, that he's got to go. The longer this goes, the worse it gets. And the NFL is actually going to be in a little bit more of a bind because he asked the NFL to take over the investigation into the allegations, and they did. This could be a worse look for a lot more people than just Dan Snyder,
0: the way things go. Randy, realistically speaking, when we start the 2021 sne- season, sneezing? when we start the 2021 season, is Daniel Snyder the owner of the Washington football team?
3: God, it's really hard to say. I'm with Jason. It's going to take a lot to get him out. Um,
0: That's you know, really entirely see. too much.
3: It's only on this sport. This sport. <laughs> uh, it, but I, I think it is really, really tough. And I, I don't know the protocols. Do, do the NFL just take over the team or do they have to wait for new ownerships? I know it's different in every sport. Like, basketball was able to take over the Clippers for a while. Are our owners going to be cool with the NFL drafting for the for the Washington football team? Or what's are they going to have to wait for after the draft to get rid of them? I, I don't know the ins and outs of how that all works, or if they have to wait for a replacement owner or owners to, to step in. And, and we've seen that with a lot of sports. It's really tough to get a group of people together to buy a team.
1: Uh- Eric- that depends, and I can answer that question. There would be, first of all, to Jason's point, it would you're not just getting a majority of the owners. There is a certain percentage, two-thirds, or three-fourths, actually. 24 out of the 32 owners would have to agree. If the folks like Jerry Jones, the Shadow Commissioner himself, And Stan Krenke, the deputy shadow commissioner, if they decide that he sticks around, he sticks around. But say that they do decide, yes, it's better for him to go to make us look good. Then, the immediate sale of the team would be in place. The NFL would not take over, they would just go through, like with Carolina, like with other teams in recent years... Vet ownership, have their vote, and then whenever new ownership in place, they get full control. The NFL would not step in at any point. So it would be a bit of a lengthy process. And in regard to the time of the NFL calendar where it happens, it's going to be messy with certain dates like drafting or what have you.
0: I will say this much. It's funny that you mentioned Jones and Kroenke, the second and third richest owners in the NFL. Out of curiosity, who's tops? Do any of you know? Kraft? No. Really? Kraft is like sixth. Hmm. Randy, care to take a guess?
3: I got nothing.
0: Jason, I'm pretty sure you looked at the
2: list. Uh... I don't remember. I looked at it, but I don't remember. It was somebody that was...
0: Carolina.
2: Ridiculously,
0: that was shocking. The Panthers owner is the richest in the NFL. I see that look, Eric. That's pretty much the same thought I had, too.
1: It kind of, but I can also see it, though, because of... uh his wealth being built in, like, the tech industry in different areas.
0: There also reports that Jeff Bezos wants to become an NFL owner.
1: Oh, dear God, we do not
2: need the Seattle Amazons. No. No. (laughs) Well, no, what will happen is that's who will go to, that's who will get the first crack at Washington if that comes to fruition.
1: Oh okay, that was so my, what? They would be the Washington next day deliveries playing at Amazon Stadium? That makes even less sense than right now.
2: Okay. The Washington, first of the Washington
1: was Express. Uh
0: no, Washington that would Prime. be FedEx or Washington Prime would be the obvious joke there.
2: Yeah, the Washington Primes.
0: Prime, singular. They would be the only one in the NFL that wouldn't have an S.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. With that, we move away from the news desk. Thank you, Mr. Ackerman.
2: Oh, you got on. Something? I, yeah. You got I, a great addition I, I, to, I, the, to the show? Yeah, I'm just, you know, just to tap in to the. Okay. All right. Just, to, the, you know, go back to the old boys club. So, went through, uh, I looked at, you know, the, the, um, based on the old boys club. How many teams. And we'll start with just 2000, the year 2000. How many NFL teams have been purchased since the year 2000? Six. Anybody else? Four? I'll guess
3: three because I was
2: going to say four. I'll say three. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. So... Since the year 2000, there's been 10 purchases of NFL teams in some capacity. So, that leaves 22 teams since Dan Snyder took over Washington. And you have to be allowed to purchase a team. So, do you really think that those 22 owners... That know that they can control Snyder are going to let somebody come in that they know they can't control? Absolutely not. Exactly. So. Yeah,
1: and, and that was my point. And it's not even all of the 22. Even if you had like maybe three or four that even thinking about it, it really targets two people that have the most power. Jerry Jones, one of the longer tenured owners. And for one of the top, nineteen eighty nine, yeah, marquee teams, and Stan Cranky because even though he's third richest, he's also got a little bit of clout being Jones's buddy. Not to mention Los Angeles.
2: Do you know who has who have pull, even just because of who their dad was, Davis.
1: If it had been on, if it was under Tagliabu, I would say yes. But I think reputation and everything, even with the old late Al that's much farther removed, I don't think Mark would have that same clout. I think that went by
2: the wayside. No, the reason why he would carry is because. The other owners can puppet him. You got all these people, so you got twenty-two people that have got ownership or purchased the team since two thousand. They had to be approved by the previous, you know, the other owners to allow them to come into the league. Yeah. You also have to be approved to inherit a team. Yeah, you do. To, a, to, an ex- to an extent. Yeah. So, do you really think, you know, oh, mister, I look like Chucky from Child's Play is going to try to piss anybody off in the NFL like his dad did and be the outlandish person? Or do you think he's just going to fall in line with everybody that knew his dad and that bases everything on knowing his dad and he's just wanting to be accepted?
1: Oh, he'll easily I would argue fall that- in line.
2: Huh? I would argue that his coach looks
0: more like Chucky than he does.
1: Uh, Gruden has the face, but if you're looking at just overall 24-7, Jason's got a point.
0: All right. Thank you guys for holding down the fort for me for a few seconds there. Are we ready to move on from the news desk now, Jason?
2: Yeah, we're good.
0: We
1: okay. we, we just got out of the Roman shower, so
0: we're all good to go. <sighs> the views and opinions of Eric do not necessarily reflect the rest of us here at the W2M network fewer discretion when listening to anything Eric says is heavily advised that should cover our bases there (laughs) and I can't actually say that about you
1: (laughs) look I couldn't not do it under the circumstances I know we
0: talked about it but it, it was just too fitting I mean, he may be the number one receiver in Cleveland, but he's definitely number two in everyone's hearts. Putting the real, putting the Browns up to their nickname. All right, let's move on before we go further <laughs> down the toilet here, shall we? Yeah, we just gotta flush this all the way. Indeed. All right, so that wraps us up for the news desk for the day. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it, Mister Anchorman. Always. Stay classy, (laughs) W2M. All right, let's move over to our college predictions here because there's like two of them, three officially. We have no guarantee of a college football playoff this year. We have no guarantee of any real bowl games this year. So what we're going to do is we're going to predict the conference winners from the three major conferences that aren't playing football this fall. We will predict our winners for the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. I feel like I know where the Big 12 is going to go for this person, so I'll start with
2: him. Jason? Uh, I think the Big 12 winner is going to be Oklahoma, uh, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, I think they return a pretty solid core, And uh, West Virginia is still going to be middle of the pack. And, you know, a second year under Neil Brown, I think we're going to be trusting the rebuild process. But... I think it's going to come down to an Oklahoma-Texas like it does just about every year, uh, until you know we do see we do see some um, improvements uh, in Mountaineers. So I, I say West Virginia is about another year away, if not two, to contending. But yeah, I think I think Boomer Sooner is the team to beat this year in the Big Twelve, ACC, Jason. ACC, I still think it goes through Clemson. Um, I think that that's the, that's the consensus. Uh, I don't see anybody else contending in the ACC. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty walkthrough uh, conference with Clemson leading out. And the SEC, I think, is actually going to be one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be won by Georgia this year. I mean, the dogs had a hell of a season
0: last year. It'd be hard to argue with continued success. Randy, we start in the Big 12. It helps if your microphone isn't muted.
3: I was getting there. I'm actually going to go with who Jason said was going to finish second. Give me Texas to win the Big 12. I think their defense is pretty good. Tom Harmon is on the hot seat. And this year is is crazy enough. So Texas, I think, finally comes to prominence and wins the Big 12. ACC, I agree. It's Clemson all the way. I don't think anyone's close. Uh, I know Notre Dame getting thrown into the ACC this year could make things interesting. So I'm excited for that game. Is it in November? That Clemson plays Notre Dame if coronavirus allows it. That game's going to be really fun to watch. And SEC, I I know Jason goes Georgia. I I can't not go for Alabama, so I'll go chalk with the Crimson Tide there.
0: Eric, we start in the Big 12. Personally,
1: while I would like to see an upstart even make the Big 12 championship game with the way that Lincoln Riley has been stacking quarterbacks and getting all sorts of transfers, nobody's really closed in on Oklahoma just yet. I mean, they're the team to beat, and it may be a little while. ACC. Oh. Now, see, with this one, with the way with this, how the scheduling goes, that title game is going to be, again, potentially interesting. But I still have to go Dabo Sweeney, and Clemson. They just return too many people. He's got his team laser focused, and the fact that he's wanting everybody to play in the fall shows that he's really gunning for something. And uh, yeah, if things certain things happen in his career after this season, he at least wants to go out on a high note. If that's applicable, part of me hopes
0: not. The SEC. This
1: one, I feel, is going to be a little bit closer, especially with Georgia. But again, Nick Saban is another one of those coaches who has just been prepared, prepared, prepared. He's really locked in with his team on a variety of different levels, and he's not fully let go, ready to let go of the reins just yet. And while even under a normal season, I think this would be a bit more of a threat, I don't see it the way it is. So... I also have to go with Alabama. In the Big
0: 12, I am taking Texas. I took Texas last year as well. That didn't work out so well. Hopefully, Randy picking Texas as well will counterbalance my picking them, and the Longhorns can actually do something. In the ACC... Ah, I want to pick Virginia Tech. I do. I really do. But you can't argue against Clemson. They're the dominant team in that league right now. There's nobody in the Atlantic that can touch them. I say this as a supremely biased Florida fan. Florida State isn't even in the same zip code as Clemson when it comes to talent right now.
2: No, because they're from two different states.
0: Shut up, Jason. Go back to mute. My point being is there is such a gulf in talent between Clemson and everybody else in the Atlantic that they just steamroll their way through that division and then the Coastal all beat each other up, leaving them easy pickings for Clemson in the ACC Conference Championship game.
1: Uh, You do know that it's not entirely going to be As so much Atlantic versus Coastal because of the weird scheduling. Nah, it doesn't
0: matter. Clemson's still going to beat up everybody anyway.
1: Exactly. That's why you even throw out the Atlantic that with it doesn't matter. Since Notre Dame's getting involved, it's going to be like the Big 12. You have your scheduling, and then based upon winning
0: percentage, top two just go at it. You know what? I, I I have an official decision here. I thought about this. I debated, was I going to be a homer? Was I not going to be a homer? Fuck it. SEC is won by the Florida Gators.
1: When Homerism Goes Wrong by Harry Broadhurst.
0: <laughs> if it happens, it happens. I'll eat the crow on this one. I mean, I do You're seem to remember... I do seem to remember somebody saying that an entire division would take up three out of the four playoff spots in the NFL last year. So, you know, shit happens.
2: But my college college prediction was true.
0: It was. There was no Alabama in the college football playoff last year. He he was correct about that.
2: And I was made fun of because I was told, how could I make that bold prediction? Because they would have a cakewalk. All I want to say is, <clears throat> you're welcome.
1: Look, do you do all of y'all got to throw the wrong things that I say in my face? Can't you see I've had a bad enough twenty four hours?
2: No,
0: Eric. Eric needs some love. I feel like there's a joke there that I'm just not going to make for the sake of keeping this a family show.
1: Well, I mean, yes, I do. Family but- show. Thank you. All, right. All I um, was going to say is we can start a bit to up. get a flight to Serbia. It's on the table. Jesus, that...
0: can you give me some
1: credit one of these seasons?
0: <laughs> I seem to remember our 69th episode, Eric. I don't trust you with anything with an open mic on this show anymore. Fair enough.
1: I retract my statement. But I still say, if we can get that GoFundMe going, I mean...
0: (laughs) All right, back on topic here. So that wraps up our college football predictions. We're not going to do a Heisman, because the reports are they're not going to hand out a Heisman trophy this year. We're not going to do a college football playoff prediction, because we don't know if there will be a playoff, like I said at the start of our predictions here. Yeah, if there there is, it will be
1: after the Big Ten and Pac-12 play in the spring and the Division One Council is either on the verge of voting or has voted for the model that was presented for spring teams.
0: It feels kind of screwy to make teams wait after playing a season in the fall until the spring in order to be able to go to championship games.
1: If only someone had listened to my advice about the Apertura Clausura format, but no...
0: Eric just made my head hurt with Latin.
1: Actually, that's kind of Spanish. Opening and closing tournament, it's a soccer thing. And since, unfortunately, soccer to the max is, well, on a strange hiatus right now, I have to get in these references
0: somewhere. Hey, Eric. Yes? I believe we have a clip to play here.
1: Ah, yes. (laughs) Should I still, even though you know the guest of honor is in absentia for this episode?
0: Should we wait until she actually comes on to the show in order to play the clip? Yeah, especially since you're introducing her in the clip itself. That's fair. All right, so we are going to start our survivor pool predictions this week with week one of the NFL season. We're going to get to the NFL awards after this, trying to break up all the awards and and playoffs and championship discussions and everything. So we will be getting to our NFL awards here shortly, but we're going to start our Survivor Pool predictions for this year with week one of the NFL season. I had a prediction for week one, but unfortunately, Mama said knock me out. <laughs> and she's, stole she, my damn pick. She's already learning, but she has good a reason. Uh, Jason Mama Gonna Mama, hashtag it. There we go.
2: (laughs) Mama says. Mama
0: says. (laughs) Well, does she also say foosball is the devil?
2: (laughs) She said, all the things she said, she said alligators are so ordinary because they have all them teeth and no toothbrush.
0: (laughs) I will work in all the water boy references we can on this show. I have no shame. All right, let's move on. So... Why don't we start with Mama Watkins' pick, even though, as Eric mentioned, she is in absentia for this particular episode. Eric, you can go ahead and announce Mama Watkins' pick.
1: Well, she went through the schedule, looked over everything, actually helped me get a little bit of inspiration, but as we talked about at the beginning of the show, with everything going on in Washington, with Dan Snyder, with head coach Ron Rivera and his health issues, there's not... There hasn't really been too, too much time that's been able to be dedicated to the actual play, not to mention, well, look who's starting at quarterback. So because of the chaos that is the redacted, Mama Watkins is picking the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Eric, since you were announcing Mama Watkins' pick, why don't you go ahead and give yours?
1: Well, she we and I were. She and I were also discussing the schedule, and I narrowed it down to two teams. She gave me a little bit of a nudge and confirming with everything that I've seen throughout different practices this season. I only have three words to say for Week One: Go Chargers, go! The second Los Angeles team.
0: Randy, I almost feel bad welcoming you to the show like this. but I'm surprised. I have no choice. My pick was taken. My other week one survivor pick will be the Buffalo Bills over the New York Jets.
3: I can't wait for you to be eliminated. It's going to be great.
0: Well, I mean, again,
1: this is a case of nobody circles the wagons, so you
0: can hope for that. I'm, you're not wrong randy who's your week one survivor pick
3: well and you decided to pick against my team so i should do the same and pick against eric's team i am taking the indianapolis colts because when in doubt pick against jacksonville
1: well, really you're just gonna go with the low-hanging fruit this early i see how it is is i see how it is
3: and I mean, the, if we were doing a loser's pool, I would do it differently. But we're doing the Eliminator, and I will.
0: I apologize. I had a little bit of a connection issue there. My bad. Um, Jason, that saves you for last for a reason. Because while your streak from last year doesn't carry over, you are the undisputed 2019 kickoff I'm a Survivor champion. That
2: is- I'm gonna play a little song. The champ is here The Champ is here Yeah the champ is here and I am taking the Baltimore Ravens over the shit stains Browns
0: more more on this game later dun 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 Dramatic universe All right, so there's your week one I'm a Survivor picks. Again, hopefully Mama Watkins will be feeling a little bit better. We actually do have a clip made. We, We worked on this last week. Me and Eric put in the time in order to work on this last week to have it ready for tonight's episode. And then Mama Watkins had to go and get sick on us.
1: Unfortunately, it happens, but it's right there. It's in Spreaker. I'm staring at it. I have to rename
0: it, but it exists. Feel better, Mama Watkins.
2: <laughs> she had she had a little coffee. She had a little cream in her coffee, and it came back to bite her in the ass. If you use
0: an opinion to cheat, j- <laughs> never mind. All right, so we have all NFL for the rest of the show. Here we have our no, post Yes, it is. Well, oh, no, yeah, it isn't. we do have calling. We do have college RU series picks a little bit later, don't we?
2: Yes.
0: So. All right, but the prime focus of the other two segments before the the RU series picks is NFL, because we are going to give you our in advance 2020 season award winners and maybe a made up category or two as well. I will give you guys time to think about Diamond in the Rough because I kind of sprung that on you last minute. Going All right, around. Come on i have mine as well but going around the horn here eric who's your mvp this year honestly i've been
1: thinking about yes who typically does win mvp and who's really been primed to do it in realizing things in the fact that how they've really benefited their team and the fact that yes they have never received a vote in their career before. Like with, Su- <laughs> like with Susan Lucci, and in my mind, the streak ends. Russell Wilson. I was nearly thinking of a different NFC quarterback, but then I realized, even he probably wouldn't get it. And Wilson definitely if my other predictions come true, would be even more deserving?
2: Go ahead, Jason. I know you want to. No, just uh, – I, I was, uh, tell Eric uh, misgued me, uh, I was going to take Wilson. Um, you can pick Wilson. You don't have to no, be different. No, I'm going to be different, by God. I'm going to be different. And I'm going to say that this quarterback <clears throat> leads his team to the NFC title game and loses the NFC title game, but wins the MVP. And I th- I'm going to take Drew Brees.
0: I didn't know if you caught that or not. I just said you motherfucker. <laughs> because are, in you are, are, are we
1: doing course. a special Bisco circle of death? <laughs> As long as it's
0: not a circle jerk, Harry.
3: Harry, don't do it. (laughs) Harry, don't do
0: it. Family show. Actually, no. Um, I thought about taking Drew Brees, but um, given where I'm going for what's going to happen in the AFC this year, I, I think he put his stamp on the NFL as maybe not the best quarterback in the AFC but the most successful quarterback in the AFC. I'm taking Lamar Jackson.
2: Randy? And we, we, we had no motherfucker from Randy, so I'm going to assume he that's still steal he, his picks.
3: He scared the crap out of me talking about the AFC and everything. Um, just call me Robert Taylor. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes.
2: I think all, all, are, all are
0: formidable picks. You notice it's all four quarterbacks, too, which should make for an interesting interesting season, too.
3: That's the MVP for you.
1: Yeah, and I mean, even with another choice that I was going to make, he's also another quarterback. I mean, let's be real. I mean, we saw what Michael Thomas did, and where was he in the MVP voting?
0: You have to have absolutely historical numbers as a running back or a wide receiver to win MVP at this stage in the NFL. I mean, I don't think we can argue that. True. We move on to head coach of the year. And if you guys don't mind, I'd like to go first here because I'm sure I'm not going to surprise anyone with this. Have at it. The 2020 NFL head coach of the year is Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills.
1: Normally, I would say
0: that's Homer, but I really can't. That's legit. The Bills go 11-5 and and win the AFC East. McDermott wins Coach of the Year.
3: Sir, your Coach of the Year is, is the wrong AFC East team. No, I'm not saying Adam Gase. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm about to say, whatever you're smoking up there, since you're are right you next to Washington, let me Belichick. have some. Hm.
3: I am seriously taking Bill Belichick to win his fourth coach of the year as he leads the Bradyless Patriots back to the playoffs.
1: Okay, I do stand corrected. What are you smoking, and can I have some? I will send you my address
2: uh. if need be. I'm going to go out on a limb and pick one that you guys are going to laugh at. Y'all ready for this? It's in the AFC. And I it is think I know where you're going to go. Can Zach I
0: Taylor. I, that's not where I thought you were going to go. Who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were about to say Mike
2: Tomlin. No, because he can't trip nobody to get up to – on his way to winning it. I, I would take – takes. I think it's going to be a surprise. I think uh, – the reason why I say Zach Taylor, I think he's going to – he's going to take the Bengals and produce uh, – turn it around a And I think it's going to be a surprise. Uh, I do have a 1B that uh, I'll announce as an honorable mention. That wouldn't surprise me as well after everybody makes their picks. Well, we just have Eric left to make his for coach of the year.
0: And honestly,
1: there's a part of me that hates to do this because this team has been one of the banes of my existence for the longest time. But I'm also staying in the AFC. I'm going to go AFC South. Not the team that you think I'm going for because of their expectation, but another team that's going to be closer to the mix that, let's face it, is going to exceed expectations given what he's got.
0: I'm going to go Frank Reich. I, well, I, I've i already gone on the record with picking Indianapolis to win the South this year. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's not necessarily going to be
1: overwhelming. And while I didn't pick Indianapolis to win the South, I think they're going to be in the mix. But a lot of people are getting on them, especially for, let's face it, Philip Oldman Rivers. But I think if anything, not just because of how the division is, not just because Frank Reich has bit me in the ass, it could easily happen. At least he didn't poop on you. No, no. Look, is my hair blonde, okay? Am I appearing in Pepsi commercials?
0: Come on now. (laughs) We had to, folks. The story was too ridiculous. You know us. We had to. (laughs) We are the masters of low-hanging fruit on this show.
2: Jason, who was your 1B? Uh, I want to say King... uh... Kingsbury um, they if, Arizona
0: makes the, if Arizona makes the playoffs I could definitely see
2: that I, dude I uh, think that that's a, I think that's a dark horse that everybody should be watching out for uh, I don't think that they're going to light the NFL on fire but I think that this year your coach of the year is just going to take a uh, a team and turn them around and not so much like if Cincinnati goes with a winning record i mean that's that's going to be a significant yeah. jump yeah so and i think like you said if arizona makes the playoffs i think that that puts puts his name in contention
1: it, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if one of the 7 seeds has the coach of the year this has that sort of
0: a feel to it just because of the shock and all value of whoever that extra team is. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll talk more about our playoff predictions here in a little bit, but it wouldn't surprise me. All right, let's move on to comeback player of the year. Randy, you kind of touched on this on the last show here. If Alex Smith sees the field this year, is he your comeback player of the year?
3: Yes, but he is not my comeback player of the year because I don't think he sees the field this year. My comeback player of the year is Ben Roethlisberger.
2: Jason. Uh, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah. I'm going to go A.J. Green. You son of a bitch. Well, my mom is over.
0: The. A.J. Green is my pick as well, and I've been telling everybody in all of the fantasy leagues that I'm in that I'm trying to get him because A.J. is going to play like a man possessed this year.
1: Eric. I'm on Randy's side. I really got to go Roethlisberger because, again, I know he's not going to be 100%, but if you're looking at him 90%, Depending what percentage you are, if you're a woman in a bathroom or what have you, come on now. On a football field, that's even more dangerous.
2: Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm going to throw two more names out there just to see how you guys feel.
0: Can I throw one out first before before you steal my thunder?
2: Yeah, go right ahead because that's probably not one of the ones that I am want to
0: mention. Given the fact that he's gonna have a stronger load than he thought he would, given that they traded their best receiver away, look
2: out for David Johnson in Houston this year. No, I'm that wasn't I was gonna say. What about Cam
0: Newton? I don't think he fits the Belichick system. They're
1: they're working the system around him and especially with McDaniels and how Belichick has gone out of his way to praise him being one of the first people in the Belichick system to be a team captain the first year. I've said it before and I'm saying it again. Now he doesn't have enough around him. He'll be good, but he'll have that little bit of a what if. And I think even with the what if factor, I don't think the good is going to be good enough, even
2: for comeback player of the year. And my second, my second one is a amazing human and athlete who always seems to get bitten by the injury bug, and that's J.J. Watt.
0: I wouldn't consider J.J. eligible because he played in the postseason.
2: He's, he's eligible. So... Uh. As-
1: while, because... elig- while he's eligible, I will give the argument for eligibility. I still think even with that postseason performance last year, I don't see it. Not unless he is like, first of all, he... not unless he plays at least 13, 14 games, if not all 16, but also puts up above decent numbers. If he does he... that, then he'll be in the mix.
0: Yeah, he's going to have to put up like Defensive Player of the Year numbers in order to win Comeback Player of the Year.
2: You want to know who's the leading uh, pick in Vegas? For
0: Defensive Player of the Year
2: or for Comeback? No, for comeback, Comeback.
0: Is it Watt?
2: Nope.
1: What are the odds? Plus 350.
2: Wow. I'll
0: throw out a a random name here Todd Gurley.
3: Nope. No. Randy. I I was going to think Alex Smith.
2: Nope. Alex Smith is much higher.
3: Yeah. Alex Smith is plus
1: 1200. Wow. Even better than I thought. I would have had him at least plus 2,000 under the circumstances.
2: Go, Go ahead and tell us. Rob Gronkowski. And, <laughs> That's
0: and, something. He ain't going to get through the regular season without getting hurt, so it ain't going to matter.
1: Uh, well, I think, I look think at he at goes what they've got, games. though. Look at what they've got, though. Pressure's going to yeah. be off.
0: Yeah, with O.J. Howard there, I agree to an extent.
2: That but he being also said, had camera breaks.
1: You have Howard, you have Brady. not to mention it's going to be a much easier time blocking for the likes of
0: Leonard Fournette and their other running backs.
2: Oh, fifteen 15
0: of them. I mean, 15 running backs, five tight ends, half a dozen wide receivers. They've certainly given Brady a multitude of options. Hmm. You could argue that this is the most talent he's ever had on a team. Oh, yeah. Outside of maybe 2007,
1: that's the only year where I would say it would even come close. But then again, and yes, I'm giving Jason props here. We all know what happened in that 07 season.
0: Mm. And now Jason is sad that there's no Mannings.
2: Yeah, this is actually the first time since, I think it was 97. 97? 97. Mm Mm-hmm. That there is no, there's not a Manning in the NFL, and that kind of that kind of makes me sad. I mean, you think about that. That's that's a good twenty three year stretch.
1: Well, I mean, you have what two great reasons to celebrate, and a hundred and sixteen reasons to laugh, and a hundred and sixteen <laughs> more to cry. That's how it goes.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. All right, hey. Jason, you start. You start us off for rookie of the year. Rookie of
2: the year. Um, I have a bold oh, prediction. I, I don't want to do this. I really don't. Just because. Oh my God! I'll never hear the end of it from him. And me and him have a a wager on this. Oh no, you're oh. not going you're
0: not you're not going to
2: KC, are you? Yes I am. I'm uh no. I I have to I have to go CEH uh out of Kansas City. Uh, Why hilarious. Uh simply because uh one um uh, I, I think that in that offense he has set to excel. He has zero competition. He. Well, I now mean, that David Williams
0: took his ball and went home for the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, there's nobody in front of him. He doesn't have the pressure of, you know, anybody breathing down his neck. I I, I think that he is just in the perfect position to excel in that offense. I mean, there's so many passing weapons that you can't. You, you can't commit to either – if you commit to stopping the pass, he's going to kill you on the ground behind that O-line. If you want to try to stop the run, Mahomes is going to torch you uh, for about 500 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. I, I think – I just think he's set up for, for success. I didn't want to go there, but I just don't – I can't argue – I can't find a reason not to go with him. Eric.
1: See, I had another name in mind. But you're going to hate me because I think Jason just swayed me. I was going to consider, even though Denver is a little bit of a mess, I think Jerry Duty could really elevate drew lock and help lead to a sort of a breakout and surprising some people. And that would give him candidacy, but all things considered, I really would have to go with Clyde Edwards, Hilaire myself, simply because not just that he has no competition and he's a great offense, but with Judy, there's a little bit more pressure, especially with drew lock with CEH there's none you could always have it built in and say oh yes because with the Williams situation or oh well you know with everything Mahomes and the receiving core and all of this if he has like phenomenal numbers that's just going to be a further bonus and I think he may not have those phenomenal numbers but I think it'll be good enough to seal the deal Randy
3: This is boring. I'm also going Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I I can't think of anyone else that could do it. I mean, yeah, I I just think it's him. Jason is 100% right. I mean, it's, it's his job over there on a great offense. I mean, he's going to put up ridiculous numbers, and it's going to be tough to top. There's only one other name on here that I won't say, but he would have to have a beyond fantastic season, I think, to pass CEH. I won't say the name yet because I, I I don't want to take Harry's yeah, that, that thunder is, in case he took him.
2: Okay, there's one there's one that I have that it was between between the two, I, but right. the other one has competition. All right,
0: I'm going to make a prediction that the name that Jason was thinking is C.D. Lamb. No. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Was that the name you were thinking as well, Randy? no um i know this is an offensive driven league but there are not a whole lot of bright spots in washington we can agree i think they have a bright spot in washington this season because even back in college chase young was a man amongst boys And I think that his talent and his natural abilities translate to the NFL. I'm picking Chase Young as my rookie of the year. The main way I could see that is
1: if he can get to, I know it's a little bit extreme for a rookie, but if he winds up with like 10 sacks or even maybe nine and a half, then yeah, I can see it. But uh, Jason and Randy, can y'all use your football hive mind to give me some lotto numbers? Because seriously, y'all are like melding together, and I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I don't, I don't like
1: it. I,
3: I, I will say, as as far as uh, Chase Young goes, I don't even think he wins defensive rookie of the year. I don't either. Not, not because he's not a great talent and he's not going to have a great career or a great year, but I think. As far as defensive rookie of the year goes, that usually goes to a rookie that's on a really good defense, and to me, that's Patrick Queen out of Baltimore. I, I think he would win defensive rookie of the year.
0: All right, who's your uh, who's your dark horse pick for rookie of the year?
3: Randy well, it wasn't much of a dark wasn't much of a dark horse, but Joe Burrow would be the other one. I think that
2: just because of
3: the name value, if he goes out and he gets Cincinnati five wins. I, I could I, see him winning rookie of the year, but again, Ceh is going to put up some ridiculous numbers and tough to top. Throwing
1: motion, throwing motion, throwing motion. I still I'm, see a lot of
0: problems. I'm still saying that. I'm still saying that. Burrow and Cincinnati don't get above three this year.
2: I'm gonna say my defensive rookie of the year is going to come from out west
0: why he's looking at his cell phone to make this prediction.
2: Isaiah Simmons. For Arizona.
0: All right. So that wraps up that wraps up the big four awards that we discussed before. We'll now go offensive and defensive player of the year, announce them both at the same time. It's easier that way. Eric, we start with you.
1: My offensive player of the year is going to be my 1A that I mentioned, or that I didn't mention, but I was considering for MVP. Mainly because he's done something like this before, but I think he can step up because he has hopefully a little bit better around him Carson Wentz. Defense. Oh. Yeah, I know he can't stay healthy, but again. If he had a season like he did last year, throwing for 4,000 yards without having an individual receiver go over 500, and I think if he can stay healthy, maybe all of this, the no preseason and everything, may help. And if his receivers can also stay a little bit healthier, I think he's got a shot at even surpassing that 4,000-yard mark. Defensive player of the year, quasi-homer but I'm not going to be too mad at this guy because I think he's going to bolster an already very good team. And I know he has a lot left in him. Calais Campbell of Baltimore.
0: Randy.
3: All right. For my offensive player of the year, I'm going to get away from the quarterback position. And again, I think that, this guy's going to put up ridiculous numbers. Fantasy players know him very well. I, Christian I, McCaffrey.
1: Goddamn. <laughs> Jason and
3: I did not talk about this before. No, no. Just the take five minutes. Did.
1: Both of you. Write something down. Send it to me. And if I hit the lotto, you'll each get a 5% cut. I'm legit like I, that, and I'll put that on record. Now,
2: now if we if we agree, I, I'll, before you announce this, I'm going to send Harry my pick for well, a defensive on, player. Let me, let me pull up my messenger. Hold on, give
0: me a second. All right, All you go ahead. do
3: that, I'll just say, just as far as McCaffrey goes, one of the only weapons you have over there in Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater is going to use him a ton, not only in the running game but the passing game, and I, I think. He's not going to have a chance at MVP because he's not a quarterback, but give him the offensive player of the year. Jason, did I buy you enough time yet?
0: Yes, you're good. Go ahead.
3: My defensive player of the year has a connection to mine and Jason's comeback players of the year, of course, and that is out of Pittsburgh, TJ Watt.
0: Okay, it is not the same.
3: Well, that was was too much buildup for nothing. I'm disappointed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so
3: now,
2: Jason, how, does, how does that cut how does that factor into my comeback player of the year you take you jj watt i said i said that i said my 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 second was jj okay
3: i was like oh i'm sorry that was your second guy yeah uh, i was like aj green oh
2: that right I was like
3: <laughs> tj Same watt is gonna AJ? take aj green
2: out de- of- mm, mm. okay okay uh, which is, uh, so
0: run run CMC offensively, Jason retire to expand.
2: Uh I I mean he is he is just run white boy run. I mean he's gonna go over he's gonna match if not surpass his numbers from last year. He's got a upgrade at quarterback. Uh he's gonna definitely I, I think he's gonna go fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, if not two thousand. Whoa. 2000. Whoa. Yeah, yes, I said that. Timestamp that shit, Eric. Uh,
1: eleven forty-five p.m., ninth of September, twenty twenty. Nines are wild because the Braves beat the Marlins twenty-nine nine. And yeah, seventy-five minutes, thirty-three seconds. Wow. So okay. If, if
2: he goes, if he goes, 1500, 1500, I, 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 I I'm buying. Some, I'm buying us all steak dinners. If he goes fifteen hundred,
0: fifteen hundred, I'm, I'm quitting because we're not going to top that. If he goes no. fifteen hundred,
1: fifteen hundred, you and I are meeting in South Alabama, <laughs>
2: with your running shoes. Yes, with your running shoes on. <laughs> with,
0: ladies and with gentlemen, running call, shoes. in this industry, we call that a callback.
2: <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean, I, I just I'll always make the the totally ridiculous. Um, if anybody listened to last season i make a totally ridiculous claim. And I think that that surpasses my I mean, do I really think – I mean, he could – I mean, hell, he could put on because there's not a true number one receiver in Carolina. So, I mean, receiving out of the backfield, I mean, is possible. And he could break off, you know, he could break off a big chunk every now and then uh, on a swing pass or something (laughs) where – a little, a little uh, cross the middle linebacker matchup that you know he's going to be be very heavily favored in. My now, main issue
1: will- with that, real quick, he's going to see a lot more loaded boxes though, and you're probably well, going to get a lot more maybe nickel or dime personnel to take away those linebackers and get <laughs> the defense more favorable matchups, even out of the backfield. Well, I've seen it loaded a box or two in my day, but... Dickity! Uh, well, so have you know. I. I mean, I mean, I've helped you load a couple myself, but we're not Family going to...
2: I mean, I've turned a couple of toaster struddles into Twinkies. Family shout. Jesus, Jason, God damn it. But uh, my defensive player, my defensive player, I'm going to go with uh, Leonard out of Indianapolis. I think that he takes that next step and solidifies himself as being the top defensive player in the league.
1: Does anybody else want Boston cream donuts right now?
3: Shut the fuck up <laughs>
1: <there>. <laughs> I don't know. But Jason, I, I, I just uh, double looked this step
2: up. I,
3: I just looked this up. How many times has a thousand-thousand season happened?
2: Uh, Seven. I think it's seven or eight. I think it's eight times seven players.
3: According to this article, in 2019, it was three.
2: I was about to
1: say, there's no way that it was Damn seven. It.
3: Huh. I, I, Ron, anyone want to guess the three players that did it?
2: Uh, I'm going to say, let me see here. Dickerson Terrell, might be one. Nope. Terrell Davis? No, because
1: Terrell Davis didn't do a lot of catching out of the backfield.
2: Bo <sighs> Jackson, Tech Mobo
3: I think, think one of the, the greatest offenses of all time. They have a cool nickname. Marshall Falk? Oh, Falk? Yes,
2: 1999. Jinx,
3: Eric. <laughs> yeah, the first time it happened was in the 80s.
2: Peyton?
0: Uh, who was the running back for the Chargers then? Tom Wilson? No, the
3: wrong guy.
1: No, because remember, Chargers strictly ran Eric Courier. No. They barely ran at all. All
0: right. Um...
1: Peyton? Nope. No, because again,
0: Peyton was the main Barry. guy. It wouldn't be Barry. No, Barry no. wasn't really a. Ba- wasn't really. Yeah, a catcher.
2: he was the catcher.
0: He wasn't and a. NFC was. Oh, who was the Niners running back then? What? Oh, well, I was trying to think.
1: Was it Roger Craig?
3: Yes. Yeah, Roger Craig so. was the first to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mark
3: like, in 1999. And the latest to do it. McCaffrey. McCaffrey yeah, Wasn't he year. like
1: 1,400 and, one th- and 1,000? Yeah.
3: 1,387 rushing, 1,005 receiving last year.
0: All right. So now that we've all finished slobbering all over Christian McCaffrey, the Carolina McCaffreys, because let's be honest, it's it's
2: Teddy <laughs> that's what <one>, Jason <laughs> that's two actually <laughs> the, the, the postal street or
0: Twinkie it's Teddy bridgewater Christian McCaffrey and not a whole lot else in Carolina right now but um my offensive player of the year. I'm going to go with somebody who didn't get the recognition for the stats he put up last year, and I think he's going to do much the same this year. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. Yeah,
2: that's formidable pick. a formidable pick.
0: Yeah.
1: Because he wouldn't even he have said- to like necessarily repeat, but if he could even come close, that's another one of those yeah. people in the mix.
0: Not to mention, I think it's also going to be a case, too, where, and this is kind of a minor spoiler alert here, uh, New Orleans is the top seed in the NFC this year, mm. Mm. and I think Tom, I think Thomas is a marquee reason as to why. I think that it's it's an offensively loaded team. Don't get me wrong, but let's be honest. Michael Thomas is wide receiver one in the NFL, and it's it's not really close.
2: For as good as Hopkins is. I wouldn't even go Hopkins. I'd I'd make a case for Adams.
0: Or uh, you can make the argument for Tyree Kill as well out of Kansas City. But if you you were told that you could have your pick of, of wide receiver in a fantasy football draft, I guarantee you at least three out of the four of us would take Michael Thomas. As my wide receiver
2: one, yes. Depending on what round it is. And where I'm picking.
0: That's fair. We had that conversation on fantasy to the max, which you can listen to in the archive. We have more information about that coming up soon as well. Dun, dun, dun. Traumatic Traumatic
1: reverb.
0: And remember, folks, what's your fantasy? (laughs) That'll make sense a little bit later on. All right, let's move on here. Defensive player of the year. Ah, you know, just because I picked him as my IDP in fantasy football, I'm going to go with Khalil Mack. I think after a relatively lackluster statistical performance last year, he bounces back to his 2018 form with Chicago.
1: Yeah, but there's a reason why you had that lackluster statistical performance last year. Defense can only do so much when you are constantly on the field because your offense isn't
0: well, I stand by what I said when we did our prediction, when we did our uh, conference previews. I don't think Trubisky makes it makes it to the midseason mark as the starter. Frankly, he shouldn't be the starter. Period. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but
1: even then, we saw what happened with slightly below average Dick Nick Foles. I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> Poor Eric is not going to let Jacksonville and Foles go.
1: No, I it, no. I've even told other Jaguars fans you're a sucker if you have
0: any sort of faith in this team. <laughs> All right, Jason, you said you had yours ready, so let's hear it. Diamond in the rough, best player on a bad team. Uh,
2: is I, I'm I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. I mean, I think that uh, the Raiders, the Raiders have oh, it. The, what the fuck are you saying, Homer? For
0: I'm about Ra- to say. <laughs> I had a mo- I had a moment. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of the Josh that was in New York. It wasn't Jacobs. My bad. Continue.
2: I was going to say Josh Allen, but i I want to stick with I want to stick with Josh Jacobs. I don't think that um, I don't think that the Raiders are going to be able to turn the corner just yet. I think they're on the upswing. But I still think that they're they're abysmal.
0: For the record, for that Josh Allen dig, you're cordially invited to kiss my ass. Eric? I'm, even though I say that he would
1: have to have big numbers to be considered for a defensive rookie of the year, I do think exactly with what we were talking about with Chase Young, he is the bright spot in Washington. I see him making a good impact, especially with the Ron Rivera defense, and he's someone that they can really, on that side of the ball, begin to build around.
0: Randy,
3: uh, give me the low-hanging fruit. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the biggest diamond in the rough.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I figured, I figured he was the obvious choice.
3: Yeah, and, and so, I, I, I have no problem taking the obvious.
0: Christian, if you're listening,
1: just tap them on the head twice. That's their code.
2: The safe word is Worcestershire sauce.
0: <laughs> and that's why none of us can get out of the 2020 because nobody can pronounce the fucking thing. Worcestershire. I saw that. I saw that meme as well, Jason.
2: I didn't know that that was a meme. Worcestershire.
0: It's not that hard. The...
2: That was just the most difficult word that I have pr- problems pronouncing. That that was
0: the meme. 2020 is a BDSM scene, and none of us can remember the safe word. The safe word is Worcester, but nobody can pronounce it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about him for comeback player of the year. I think he qualifies here as well. I'm going to go with AJ Green. Mm. I genuinely I genuinely think that Green is going to put up monster numbers this year. We're talking we're talking 12, 13, 1400 yards and at least a dozen touchdowns. As long
2: as he don't go 15-15. <laughs> this is 2020. Anything's possible. Oh, Jesus. They're allowed they're allowed to have fans at two home games.
0: Man, I'm pissed about that. The Bills aren't allowed to have fans yet in New York, and now we have to go to places where they're gonna let people in. This is some bullshit. Well, I
1: mean, I, hell, we're gonna let people in, but people ain't wanting to show up. So <laughs>
0: it's
1: I mean yeah, a double edged
0: sword. You, you guys should be used to playing with nobody there, Eric.
1: Okay. Yeah. To be fair, we only have but so many tarps to cover up so many seats. Thank you very much.
0: All right. The other three of us are located in. Well, technically, you guys are in Jersey. Are they allowing teams that are they allowing fans in uh, MetLife? No, no,
2: no. MetLife Met is not allowing any fans.
0: So yeah, the three of us are fucked, <laughs> and somehow we'll still outdraw the Jaguars.
1: Well, I mean, oh yeah, is that really uh, impossible to do? Even though we do have an extra home game because we're not going to London.
0: All right, so Eric, Eric bashing aside here, with all due respect, I'm I'm just messing with you, man. You know we I love know. you here. <laughs> all right, um, Randy, this is your first time. Are you ready?
3: Let's do it. I'm ready. We'll be gentle. Are, Are you
0: serious? It is our official weekly predictions against the spread where we pick the team that is an underdog that we think is most likely to win or at the very least cover. In starting tradition with normal seasons, it is seven for college football in week one. It is three for the NFL, which means Randy's original pick was not eligible. Randy, would you like to share that?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to go against the the, the Seahawks, but I, I figured a, a home team that was an underdog by a point and a half would have counted, but that's okay. That's fine with me.
0: So since he is the newest member of the staff here, Randy, are you serious? College edition.
3: So so my college pick is is a throwback to last year when the same team won the only meeting between the two in a fantastic must-watch game where Costa Carolina defeated Kansas 12-7. to I mean, you just had to be there, I, th- I think. I don't know. I didn't watch the damn thing. I know this is the second season for Les Miles in Kansas, but obviously with all the COVID stuff, it is tough to really – get all those practices and stuff going. So I think Coastal Carolina is going to do it again. I think they are going to go in and beat the Jayhawks. Did you see
1: the
0: start time for that game? What the fuck?
1: What is the start time?
0: 10 p.m. Eastern. Huh? For where? It's in Kansas. It's in
1: Lawrence. Okay, so they're starting 9...
0: Wow, miles to go after dark. Thought it was weird. I did look at this game as well. Randy, bonus points if you know the Coastal Carolina nickname.
3: I I know it, but I can't say it. It's it's the chill or something. <laughs> Me
0: and Eric had this conversation off air a couple of weeks ago. The Coastal Carolina football team and basketball team are known as the Chanticleers.
3: Chanticleer. there you go, you're right. I know when I was looking up the the matchups, I saw the the nickname and thought it was funny. But
0: Eric. Yes. Are you serious? College edition.
1: Well, in looking around throughout the schedule and actually having seen this team play with what turned out to be a very dominant performance last week. And I
0: did kind of... Over Southern Miss? Yes,
1: and uh, I did kind of tease this in saying that uh, if something happens, I'll probably be here. So, if next season you see a man running around your stadium wearing some Nikes or other jogging shoes, just know what's up. Don't throw things and wave hello, because I'm actually picking you guys against the Tulane Green Wave. Give me the South Alabama Jaguars plus eight.
0: I expected a bigger reaction out of Jason for that. I'm a little disappointed, honestly. Um, Jason, are you serious? College edition.
2: Am I ever serious? But uh, if I could be serious for a moment.
0: Thank you, Lance Storm.
2: Uh, I'm taking, I'm going over to the ACC, and I'm actually going to take Georgia Tech plus 12 and a half against Florida State. All
0: right, I actually have to pull up the schedule again because I forget who they're playing. He, but I know Lord. who... No, I for my pick. Ah. I have who I'm picking, but I forget who they're playing. Ah. And not only do I have who I'm picking, I'm actually not using the name they go by now because the name they go by now is fucking stupid! Explain yourself, Broadhurst. <laughs> I'm officially picking Louisiana because apparently they're the only school in the state. Formerly known as Ulala. Ah, yes. they are a, they are eleven and a half point dogs to give me a few seconds here because I have to pull up the schedule in order to get Iowa State. Them raging Cajuns do cause havoc in non-conference
2: games. Uh our state's gonna slaughter them. Jason, I'm serious. Not
0: only do the I Cajun see. cover, they win outright. Uh
1: I Iowa think that I think the outright win is gonna be a bit of a stretch. But it wouldn't I... surprise me if they do cover. But the, then again, the then again, look at what I said and even got taunted about it because even the chair said, Wow, a minute after listening to Herrick say, Oh, betting Navy, it's going to be like taking candy from a baby. They're about to go up four scores. And then they lose 55 to 3 because apparently New Montalolo couldn't remember how to teach them to fucking tackle. No, I'm
2: not bitter. <laughs>
0: I tried to tell you to take BYU, man.
2: All right, so let's go over to the NFL side.
0: I'm back. I'm sorry. I had an issue with my connectivity. Apologies for that. Um, The Sun Belt has a history, real quick, the Sun Belt has a history of winning non-conference games that they really shouldn't. I take you back to Troy beating LSU a couple of seasons ago. All right, let's move on because Jason's falling asleep on us. And we still have NFL playoff predictions to get to. So let's get back to the NFL side here, as it is strictly NFL for the rest of the show now. And Randy, are you serious? NFL edition.
3: Are, are you serious? The Cowboys are going to blow week one. Under the lights, Sunday night football. I have the Los Angeles Rams and Jared Goff screwing up Dak Prescott's plans of making $40 million a year. And the Rams will win their season opener.
0: Jason picked Baltimore for his I'm a Survivor. Eric, you have something to say about that. I really do. Now hear me out.
1: We all know Browns are going to brown. And Back. OBJ is dedicated to being a Brown on and off the field. We
2: get that.
1: <laughs> Again, this is low-hanging fruit. But anyways.
2: Come on, Dingleberry.
1: Okay, there was a little <laughs> bit of a
2: <laughs> it was you got all three. You got all three of us with that one because I saw Randy's face
0: even though his mic is muted.
1: There was a little bit of what people said was a shocking performance when those two teams met up last season, and Cleveland came out with a 40-25 to victory. I do still have the potential for Baltimore doing the double against Cleveland this season, but I think especially for Week 1, especially because Cleveland at least wants to look like they have a point to prove they're going to make it interesting against the Ravens in the season opener. So while I'm not going out on a limb and saying an outright win, I do see Cleveland covering the eight.
2: Jason? Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go homerism. I'm gonna to go to the Monday night football game at seven fifteen p.m. and I'm gonna take the Giants to cover against Pittsburgh.
0: Officially, ESPN has the game at five and a half. Whatever site Jason used had it at six. It doesn't matter because the Giants are gonna get smoked.
1: Nope. Well, it depends there. I- I- if you. <laughs> If you got Danny Dimes, you've got a shot. But if he decides to throw out a lot of loose change, Pittsburgh will put it in their pocket.
2: I'm telling you, New York at home, Monday Night
1: Football. Yeah, and even with all the changes in the booth, I wonder who he's even going to be calling
2: that game. I, I, I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is going to be, this is locked stock. Tell you, put put your faith in me one week. You
1: know, would, you would, you, put, would you put your money where your mouth is in the FanDuel Sportsbook? Then I'll believe you. You do uh, that, and you send a screenshot to me. I will put a special hashtag bet on Bovada for this game in I just, close to solidarity. I just, I,
3: I just looked it up. The... the the crew calling the Steelers Giants game I like more than the Monday Night Football crew.
0: Is it Greenberg?
3: No, it's Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit.
0: Ooh, that's Ooh, be the, the crew. college, the college team. I like that.
3: Yeah, I love it.
0: All right, so again, I mentioned that I picked an outright win for ULLA over Iowa State. I'm not super confident about that one. This one I'm pretty confident about, even though it's a one o'clock kickoff on a Sunday, which means that Kirk Cousins shouldn't suck. I'm still taking the Green Bay Packers over the Minnesota Vikings plus three.
1: Well, who knows? This could be another one of those situations where it ends up a
0: tie. Oh, <laughs> Well, technically, if it ends up a tie, I get I get my cover at least. You do. I'll take that. I mean, it would suck not to get a win there, but I'll take the tie because it means I covered. All right. So that wraps up our week one. Are you serious picks? We'll make sure we guys, we keep track for you guys throughout the season, much like we did last year. Ideally every three weeks or so, I'll give you guys updates on the standings. Your defending champion no longer exists on the show. Therefore your actual defending champion is me.
1: I was just about to say, speaking of last year, all this and that, and can't even defend a title. What a shame! Who does he think he is? The Uruguayan national team of
0: 1934? Go ahead and hashtag it. You know you want to. Nah, nah. We agreed.
1: Besides, hashtag- I've already got. I've already gotten out. Oh, that hashtag. Yes, hashtag Squidbit. The only team to win a World Cup and not even attend the following tournament the uruguayans as they hosted the inaugural edition in 1930 but because a lot of the european teams did not want to play because of travel when it was hosted in europe in 1934 and the european teams did want to play uruguay said fuck you we're not coming
0: no one's gonna touch okay good (laughs) We move on to our <laughs> final segment. That's me popping, Eric. All right. We move on to our final segment of the show here. It is time for our playoff predictions for the National Football League. Here's the deal, everybody. We're not going to sit here and predict every game of the NFL postseason. Why? Because that would get real boring real fast. Plus, Jason's already falling asleep on us. Instead, what we are going to do is we are going to pick one through seven who our playoff teams are. And then we will give you our Super Bowl and our NFL champion for 2020. Real quick, since he joined us for, his, for, the, for the conference preview editions, Sean Garmer is picking New Orleans, San Francisco, Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Minnesota in the NFC, Kansas City, Baltimore, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, New England, Houston in the AFC. His Super Bowl is New Orleans-Baltimore and the Saints win the Super Bowl. And I'm actually a little bit mad at that bitch because he stole my Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> oh, great.
0: <laughs> but we'll talk more about that when it's my turn. Eric, I need one through seven, your four divisional winners ranked. Your three wild-card teams will do Super Bowl predictions and winner after everybody gives their playoff lineups. All right. AFC.
1: Baltimore is the one. Kansas City is the two. Pittsburgh is the three. Uh... Buffalo is the four, but it's probably going to be more tiebreakers. Oh, God. Wild cards. Wild cards. Ugh. Wait. Eric, did you say
3: Baltimore was the one and Pittsburgh was the three?
1: No. Yeah. I just remembered that in my head. Baltimore is the one. Pittsburgh is the five. So Baltimore one, Kansas City two. Tennessee is my four. Buffalo is a three. Pittsburgh five, or yeah. Pittsburgh five. Oh, Jesus, there's going to be such a log jam. I, oh, Christ. It sees these second place teams that are very annoying outside of Pittsburgh. Well, I did say with Denver, put them at six. And then who the hell is going to be that seven? They're crap. They're crap. They're going to be crap. They're crap. They're also going to be crap.
3: Eric, it's okay. You can take the gents.
1: Mm, Well, that was my second or third when I said they're going to be crap. I guess, really, almost by a manner of default, Indianapolis. I'm not a fan of it, but Christ, there's NFC. Yeah. Saints, one. Packers, two. Seattle, three. Philadelphia, four. San Francisco, five. Tampa Bay, six. And because of the favorable schedule, I'll give a nod to Minnesota for the seven.
2: Jason. All right. So my my one seed in the NFC is going to be a surprise. No, not really. It's going to be New Orleans. My number 2 is going to be Seattle. Number 3 is going to be Minnesota. 4 is going to be Philadelphia. Now we get into the, the 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 quasi thing. Five is going to be Green Bay. Six Dallas, and seven. Uh, I, no, wait, I got it. I. Gotta, I is going to be San Francisco. AFC, uh, that's even. AFC is a little easier. I want to go Kansas City, Baltimore. Uh. So now let's go East. I want to say the Bills at three. I want to say. Houston at four, five is going to be, uh, let's see, five. I think five is going to be Indianapolis, six will be, I think six is going to be Denver, and seven will be you, Tennessee. You do
0: know Vaughn Miller's out for the year, right? Yes, I do. He I
1: think he's in that same kind of quandary that I'm in when it comes to AFC wild cards because you have a couple maybe one, two horse race in the division, but everything else is just gonna be like division winners and question marks.
0: All
3: right, Randy. All right, in the NFC, give me San Francisco as the one seed, New Orleans as the two, Philadelphia as a three, and Minnesota as the four seed. My wild cards, let's go Tampa Bay as the five seed, Dallas as the six, and Green Bay as the seven seed. In the AFC, give me Baltimore as the one, Kansas City as the two. Buffalo is the third, and Tennessee is the fourth. And my wild cards, the fifth seed, New England Patriots, sixth seed, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the seventh seed, the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: All right, we'll start in the AFC here. I have Kansas City, Baltimore, Buffalo, Indianapolis, one through four. New England, five, Pittsburgh, six, Houston, seven. In the NFC, I have New Orleans, Green Bay, San Francisco, Philly, and then the wild cards are Minnesota, the Rams, and Dallas. Tampa Bay and the Bradys get shut out of the postseason. Hmm. I stand by what I said in the uh, the NFC conference preview episode. I think Tampa Bay finishes third in that division.
1: I I still don't see it. I don't. All right, Eric. Super Bowl, who's your winner? Ugh. Well, while I do think Baltimore kind of gets the monkey off their back in the playoffs, they don't get there. Sorry, Robert. I don't really see Kansas City repeating I see them making a run, but God, I'm torn because I have an idea as far as where my championship games are going to be mostly set up.
0: I'm falling asleep over here, man. Give me something.
1: Okay. (laughs) Honestly, While I'm going slightly against, really, my heart on this, I think since it is going to be the last run, I think Breeze does go out on top over a surprise team because they would have a little extra to prove Pittsburgh. I think if they can put enough magic together in the regular season with that division, there's
0: something about them.
1: Get them in the playoffs, and you see what happens.
0: They're, yeah, they're they're a proven playoff franchise, and if it comes down to it, where it's a where it's a situation of Lamar Jackson versus Ben Roethlisberger in the postseason,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I would be worried if I were Lamar Jackson. All right, Randy.
3: Oh, it, it's so tough. I've had to change mine because apparently, it sounds like one person had the same Super Bowl as me. And someone mentioned it might be their Super Bowl as well, so I'm going to change mine up. I I agree with Eric that uh, Baltimore is going to get the the playoff monkey off their back, but I do think that they will make it to the Super Bowl, and they will go up against my replacement because I didn't want to be Samesies, and I will take the Green Bay Packers to be my seventh seed going all the way into the Super Bowl, but I do have the Ravens winning it all.
1: To be fair, I did have Seattle, but I'm like, I don't think they have enough. And even with Russell Wilson, he can't carry what little he has to the Super Bowl, but he's getting damn close. Definitely championship game.
0: I mean, if it makes you feel any better, Randy, it would be Twinsies. (laughs) (laughs) Jason, Super Bowl prediction.
2: I'm gonna go an unconventional pick here um, and I really hate this because I gotta to listen to this fucking mouth. I think don't you do it Kansas City goes back to the Super Bowl but they get shut down with my surprise team when I mean, you new Super Bowl champions. The Minnesota Vikings.
1: Whoa. Um, Sorry, what? Hot take alert.
0: Hot take alert. Um, I mentioned that I was mad at Sean. I really should have saved his picks for after mine because of this. Yeah, it's New Orleans over Baltimore. And I just want to add.
2: I just want to add in, I still fucking hate Robert Taylor.
0: I mean, you're not wrong. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Randy, where can people find you online?
3: Now you can find me at Randy RandyIsbell on Twitter. And also check out my other podcast, Chapter Select. Uh, you can find that on Twitter, at chapter underscore select. Uh, part two of Judgment will come out on
0: Friday. For those wondering, we're recording Wednesday night, the Thursday morning. Jason, where can people find you online?
2: Uh, you can look me up at W two M Chairman on Twitter uh, for all of your your football needs and discrepancies, um, and uh, a little bit of. And starting next week, you will actually have a fantasy football podcast here on the W two M Network. Um, that will be launching and hitting your eardrums, uh, possibly on Wednesday mornings. Uh, so it is a good segue to listen to prior to listen to the kickoff before your Thursday games. You can listen to them back to back. It is a, um, it is something that will be enjoyable. Uh, it won't take up much time. And uh, we'll be answering that question. What is your fantasy?
0: Jason and I kind of went back and forth on this discussing ideas, and we've officially decided to title this show The Kickoff. What's your fantasy as fantasy football returns to the W2M network? Eric, where can people find you online?
1: Naturally, you can find me at Squid Sportshead on Twitter. It will be... Again, now that the AFL finals are coming up and after we leave here, I will be teaching someone how the system works. You'll probably see me live tweeting a few matches here and there. Otherwise, I'll just be out and about doing other stuff that suits my fancy. And if you're willing to talk about other things or see me start some interesting fires on Facebook, you can reach out to me there. Look under Eric Watkins. You know the drill by now, or at least you should. You should jaguars gear recliner glass of wine pile of laundry you know how it works and of course if you feel like there's really something missing in your life well then go to squid at squid Sportshead on twitter slide in my dms and if you're willing to undergo a thorough vetting process you'll get access to my dark twitter telegram snapchat i tried whatsapp again very long story but yeah, all of your CD needs in one convenient place. And as always, this plug brought to you by the fine folks at Rick's TNT LLC, affiliated with Dunn and Bradstreet. Website and commercial coming soon.
0: So, like the commercial coming soon is becoming a, a running gag at this point. We really do need to talk to Liz and get working on that, don't we?
1: But at least we have an idea with that commercial, unlike previous executive producers. Let which... it go. I wasn't even thinking of that one. You know, the ones that say, oh, yeah, commercials,
0: and then poof. Not a single word. All right. Uh, at H T B the Eagle on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, pretty much all of your major social media places, except Snapchat. I don't use that. Yeah. Um, nope. Not interested. Um. You say that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Reaction is live every Monday night at 11.30, most Monday nights at 11.30 p.m. Myself, Tony Acero, and Liz Puglisi break down SmackDown and Raw from that particular week and give you all the heads up in terms of what's going on on the main roster in the WWE as well as preview upcoming pay-per-views. In addition, the kickoff, What's Your Fantasy, as Jason mentioned, launches next week. It will be Jason, myself, and Eric handling the duties for the fantasy football return to the W2M Network. Jason, you want to give people a kind of an idea of a few of the segments that we have planned out?
2: Nope. Tune in and find out.
0: Very well. So for the head honcho of the W2M Network, who contributed his picks, Sean Garmer here, as well as his participation in our season preview, for Randy Isbell, Jason Teasley, Eric Watkins I'm Harry Broadhurst, thanking you for listening to the kickoff a presentation of the W2M network online at w2mnet.com in addition you can find us on all of your favorite fantasy all of your favorite podcast listening services that fantasy football I got fantasy football on <laughs> the, the brain because of am right now don't look Eric Eric,
2: like Eric, Eric was going to take out a whole different route I mean yes, if we were going to I that, have, that road. I
0: corrected myself <laughs> You can find the, the Kickoff on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Eric, guess what? Spotify is here. Daniel Snyder, get fucked. And you don't Mark Lamping, you're still a dick. Snyder doesn't even deserve to be called a dick at this point. Seriously, dude, get fucked and sell the damn team. Thanks for listening to The Kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network.